Welcome to the South Metro Ministries podcast. Here's this week's message from Pastor Alan Matura. Turn to the book of Exodus chapter 30. Use your iPhone or whatever device to use to read with. If you brought that with you. Exodus 30. I'm just going to flow with this anointing because that's what I've been asking for, the anointing. That's what I'm preaching about this morning. The lesson today is, the title is, The Keys. Key Ingredients for the Anointing of God. Exodus 30, and look at me when I tell you this. One of the devil's ploy that is quite successful in the church is to keep us forgetful or without knowledge of the weapons God has given to us to fight the devil. Did you absorb what I said? The enemies of America do not want America to know what weapons they have to come against us. That's why we have the Central Intelligence Agency and the FBI and etc. And the devil do not want you to know what weapons God has in the Bible and placed in you. So you see you can stay depressed, you can stay always in need, you can stay in fear, you can stay in addiction, you can stay in uh, a wounded marriage, uh, or there could be a curse of the devil as long as you are not knowledgeable about the kind of power you have. Today, I'm going to expose the devil. And by the power of the word of God, make you aware of an anointing that's available to you. Exodus 30, and before we go there, let me say to you, this Wednesday night, it will be the highlight of my year. If you need to be baptized in water, and you come to be baptized this Wednesday evening, in water. If you've been saved and you haven't been baptized, you need to be baptized. If you've been saved a long time ago, you went back into sin, but you've come back to God, you need to be rebaptized. If you were baptized as a child and you didn't know what it meant then, it means more to you now, you need to be baptized. We're going to conduct service this Wednesday evening in the former sanctuary. That's where our baptism tub is, and that's where I will meet you, and Pastor Jeff will bring a word, and the praise team will be there. But sign up as you go to let me know that you're a candidate for baptism as you leave today. There's a notebook. When you come next Wednesday, come at 6.30, meet me in this sanctuary, and then we'll go to the next. Only those who are going to be baptized, meet me here at 6.30, bring a large towel and a change of clothes. Come with the clothes you're going to be baptized with. We prefer that you dress in darker clothing. That way the water, when your clothes is wet, will not be transparent through your clothes or your clothes be transparent. Keep it modest. So bring a change of clothes and bring a towel and the Holy Ghost will already be here. Oh, hallelujah. By the way, there are acoustical panels all around the walls to help with the sound. It costs us $20,000. They're not just wall decorations because we want your worship experience to, to be meaningful. We don't want it to be too loud and unpleasant. And you gave the money for that. We also, that was a 50000 I raised on the day of our dedication. We have grounded this building with the rods that electricians use around the building to ground it against electrical uh, charges from lightning coming in and destroying our equipment. That was $5,500. 
and you gave it. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah to Jesus. Chapter number 30, verse number 22. Are you ready? Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Also take for yourself quality spices. 500 shekels of liquid myrrh. That would be in our measurement, 12 and a half pounds of liquid myrrh. He continues to say, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, which in our measurement would be six and a quarter pounds. 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, which would be six and a half pounds. He continues by saying, 500 shekels of cassia, 12 and a half pounds, according to the shekel of the sanctuary and a hen of olive oil. A hen would be a gallon of olive oil. Verse 25, and you shall make for, from these a holy anointing oil, an anointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting and the ark of the testimony, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, and all the altar of incense, the, burn, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the laver and its base. You shall consecrate them that they be most holy. Isn't that the theme of this last song we sang? Whatever touches them must be what? Holy. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. And you shall speak to the children of Israel saying, This shall be a what? Holy anointing oil to me throughout your generation. It shall not be poured out on man's flesh, nor shall you make any other like it according to its composition. It is what? And it shall be what? To you. Whoever compounds any like it or whoever puts any of it on, the out, on an outsider shall be cut off from his people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in this passage is the word holy. You sang the right song. Stretch your hands, 15 seconds. Ask God to sanctify us and make this place a place of His dwelling even more than we are already experiencing. Come on, pray for me. Oh, would you pray for me? I would appreciate it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I sense divine visitation. I don't want to interrupt it. I don't want to control it. I want you to flow. God, some people are facing issues today. They need the anointing. Some have come through cancer. Some have come through a heart attack. Some have come through the death of a loved one. Some have come through the loss of a job. Some have come through, God, uh, Lord, uh, an accident. Some have come through depression and discouragement. Some have come through a divorce. Whatever it is that they're coming through, already through, I pray your power and your anointing and the weapon of our warfare will be strong in us today. And when it's all said and done, let us be able to say like David, it was good for me to be in his house. Amen? And you may be seated in his presence. And Pastor Darrell, sir, I'm willing to uh, forgive you for the little blunder in your speech if when they count the money, it's $5.6 million dollars. 
And I was laughing at him because I need to laugh at me. How many, all of us know, we get our thoughts right here and, uh, and we just kind of flew, you know, because, so I'm, you know, he and I are in the same boat. We got a little more here and I, but we all getting older. Key ingredients to the anointing. We are a Pentecostal church. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit of God that was not just for the first century church, but for the church today. We believe that according to the book of Acts, because the Bible, when it speaks about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, Peter said on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, for this promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit and His baptism and the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, for this promise is unto you and your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So we speak a lot about the anointing in the Pentecostal church. Other churches speak about it also. You don't have to be a Pentecostal church to desire the anointing of God. We desire the anointing. We talk about the anointing. We, I hold in my hand a bottle. We, it's a bottle with oil. And it's called the anointing oil. And we anoint people. Three Sundays ago, we anointed hundreds of people with oil. Because the Bible says, if there are any sick among you in the book of James, let them call for the elders of the church, let them anoint them with oil and pray the prayer of faith. And the Lord will heal them. And if they've committed any sins, He will forgive them. Give me an amen. Some of you who are prayer people, you carry a little bottle in your pocket. I carry one in my car. I carry, uh, uh, there's another one in my pulpit. I, I, I thought I carried something in my pocket, but this is chapstick. Uh, uh, but if I run out of my oil, I'll just use a little chapstick on you. Uh, and, and, and we'll, we'll just pray for you, you know. Because we believe in the anointing. Amen? But now, some of you are new to this. And so you're wondering, what is the anointing? And, and so we'll ask and answer the question, what is the anointing? After all, and why should I want it? Well, here is the most simple understanding of the anointing that I can think of that is biblically accurate. And write it down and remember it. The anointing is a setting apart. When God anoints something or someone, He sets it or them apart. It's holy. It's separated for His use. Can I get an amen? When a new king was anointed in Israel in the Old Testament, the prophet would take the horn of an animal that had been hollowed out and he would fill it with oil and he would anoint the king, if you will. Come, Pastor Darrell, just stand right here for me for just a moment, sir. Right here in the middle and, and just, just face me. And, and just as symbolically, okay? Symbolically, this is the horn. This is the man called of God to be the prophet or the high priest. The, the prophet or the high priest who are existing in office would take the oil and pour it, anointing over the head. Pour it literally. It would run across his face and his beard and in his garment. And it would be a special oil that smelled so fragrant that the aroma of it would anywhere he goes from that time forth, from that day until he changed his garment or bathe, it would be on him indicating that he's anointed for a use, as Pastor Darrell is already anointed as our pastor of care. Thank you, Pastor Darrell. I, I, I want you to understand that's the way it works. Come, Dwayne, if you will, and stand right here. 
Dwayne, like others in the choir, they are anointed to sing, okay? And if I know Dwayne like I knew him and he knew that he was going to sing, he has asked God this morning to anoint him. Can I get an amen? I don't have to anoint Dwayne literally and symbolically today. It's already in him when he got saved. Can I get an amen? Can I get a praise the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Alante, stand please if you will. Alante, just stand right there. This is Alante. He works with our college and career people. He works in the, in the public school system along with the, with, with the Fellowship of Christian Athlete. Alante is anointed by the Holy Ghost, but he's also been prayed over by the church. Can I get an amen? Randy, stand up, please. This is Randy. He's our lead guitar player up here. He's the one who got the whang and the dang and whatever else it is. Did I say that right? Randy has been playing guitar here. He is anointed to play the guitar. Can I get a, uh, Brother Sammy Bird, stand up, Brother Sammy Bird. He is the leader of our prayer ministry here. And he will be conducting prayer this Saturday morning as he does every first Saturday of the month for everybody who will come for one hour at 8.30. He walks these grounds. He didn't, I, I didn't tell him I was going to use him. He circles this building. He walks in between prayer time. He has people here at 7 o'clock on Sunday morning praying because he is anointed of God for prayer. Can I get an amen? Brian, Brian Minnick, stand where you are. He's at the soundboard. He's been doing sound in this church for over 35, over, over, I'll say too old, over 30 years. Brian, raise your hand. Uh, this, this man has been doing this year for, uh, for 30 years and, and he is anointed to do it. Can I get a witness, somebody? Oh, my. I could go all over this church and tell you that if these people who are named is not anointed to do it, they're just working in the arm of the flesh and we're just playing church, okay? When I come up here to preach, I may have been a preacher and a pastor for over 28 years and a preacher for over 30-something years, but I don't know it so well and I haven't done it so many times that I can just come up here and say, well, I got this one, God, you can take the day off. Oh, somebody help me. It's not by might nor by power, but I need the anointing to flow down my body so it can flow in my body and you need the anointing. Give the Lord some praise here. The anointing sets you apart. Let, 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 let me show you. Put the next slide up. What is the purpose of the anointing? Why do I need it, Pastor? Does, doesn't just choir members need it and ushers need it and parking people need it and nursery workers need it and prayer people? No, not just them. If you are born again by the blood of the Lamb, you need the full armor of God because the devil will not exclude attacking you and your faith. Number one, you need the anointing because it brings purity and cleansing. Can I get an amen? Everybody needs every day to be purified and cleansed from thoughts, habits, and attitudes that the devil will try to bring in our minds and hearts. Every day we need to crucify something in us that the devil cannot get glory from and we need to ask God to cleanse us so we be a vessel of honor. Why do you need the anointing, number two? Because it makes us whole, W-H-O-L-E, on the inside. Can I get another amen? On the outside, you can look clean and nice. You took your shower, you got dressed, you put on some perfume or cologne, and you got every hair in the right place like I have done today, and you do it just right, and, and then outside you look very good. But inside, you could be damaged. 
You could be hurting. You could be wounded. You could be fearful. Am I preaching or am I preaching? You could have anger in you or unforgiveness in you. and You could say, I'll forgive everybody else. And you come here and you miss your blessing when the choir sings because the inside of you are not whole. But if you'll let the anointing, if you'll let the anointing come not just around you, but you'll praise him anyhow. You'll stand up and worship him anyhow. That'll change. Number three, you need the anointing because it brings the presence of Christ so that we are never alone. Somebody say amen. amen. I said you, you in the car driving to work, you are never alone. You can even be in the midst of a thousand people and feel lonely. But if you have the anointing of Christ, the old hymn says, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the julabaka and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. In the three months of the attack of Satan on my mind and my body, when I was going through depression and anxiety and panic, I'd get up at 2.30 in the morning and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I'd take my earbuds on my cell phone and I'd play me a song about the power of God. I'd play me some scriptures and I'd be, oh, I feel the anointing now. I want to tell you, when you have the anointing, mother and father may forsake you. Husband may not come to church with you and wife may not be coming to church with you. And all your friends are forsake you. But if you have the anointing, uh, he'll never leave you. Come on, give a Lord a hand clap. Brian, just a little more monitor for me, sir. Here's a fourth reason why you need the anointing. Because the anointing marks us for special purposes that God has for our lives. That's why I asked Wayne to stand. That's why I asked Randy to stand. Pete Cimento and Gabby, would you stand please? This couple leads the recovery house, okay? He is our counselor on site. He is anointed by God. He is trained. They both love the Lord. But have they come through storms? Yes. Has he come through a recent heart attack where he's had three stints? Yes. Have I gone through an attack on my enemy, or the enemy on my body? Yes. But have I come through it? Has they, have they come through it? It's because of the anointing. Would you bless that ministry in the name of the Lord? Pete and Gabby, like you, some of you go to the jail ministry, the prison ministry. Some, 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 of you, some of you do stuff and nobody else knows you're doing it. But you're doing it under his name. And I'm saying to you that God marks you for special purposes. You don't have to have a credential and be a bishop in the church of God. You don't have to have a reverend in front of your name or doctor in front of your name. You, you don't have to carry a big Bible or memorize a hundred scriptures. If you are born again by the blood of the Lamb, old things have passed away. The old person is dead. The Holy Ghost has moved into your spirit and you are anointed. You have the keys. Everybody say, I have the keys. You have the keys. Father, Son, oh, I love our son, and Holy Ghost. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Oh, blessed be the Lord. There are five ingredients that make up the anointing in the Old Testament that helps us prepare our lives and gives us a picture of what we need in our lives concerning the anointing. Ingredient number one is liquid myrrh. Myrrh was used to prepare bodies for burial. To get its beautiful sweetness from the plant myrrh, put the first slide for me in the bullet. 
To get the beautiful sweetness from the plant myrrh, you had to crush it. Myrrh speaks of death. You ever seen the pharmacy, pharmacy or pharmacists prepare drugs? They have to take this, sometimes if it has to be crushed, they have to take this little cup-like, vase-like, right? And a, and a mortar, right? And some, some people cook like that. If you're, in the islands, we would prepare some, some food, some particular kind of food, but you had to, you had to take a, a mortar kind of thing, a wooden, and, and, and press it and crush it until it's powder. And then you add other. And, and, and I want to say this to you. If you want the anointing of God in your life, you, you, there is no anointing without death. I, I'm preaching. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean, you and I have got to die to ourselves. You first, God. Give me a witness, somebody. We got to die to the old person we once were. We got to die to our own agenda, our own desires, our own dreams. If our desires and dreams are not according to the Lord, we got to lay them on the altar and die to them. If, if, if we're going to depend on, uh, on our own abilities and on our own wisdom and strength, that's going to run out. But if we say, God, I am willing to die to everything else and be alive to you. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, as powerful as John the Baptist was, he said about Jesus, he must increase and I must decrease. It's got to be a death in us if the anointing is going to come on us. Somebody say amen. And here's what I've learned in my life experience. If we don't come to this place of dying to ourselves on our own, write this down. God may have to bring crushing circumstances into our lives to bring us to the place where we die to ourselves. Don't, remember this, don't despise crushing circumstances or experiences in your life. God may be allowing it. Ask Job. Oh, preach little man. We are so quick to blame the devil every time something comes our way. And you need to understand you're not ready for the next level and the next degree of devil if you don't allow God to crush. He is the potter. You and I are the clay. And he may have to crush some bad attitudes. He may have to crush some secret sins. I'm, a, I'm preaching to you now. He may have to crush some vulgar language that keeps the anointing from coming. He may have to crush some things in the closets of our lives before. So don't go blaming the, the devil, the devil, the devil. No, I want you to understand that before, if God had shown me before we built this new building, what I'd have to go through physically, mentally, and emotionally for this building, I'd have said, no, thank you, Lord. We'll just stay in the other building. But God didn't show me that. Now I am months beyond it. I have no regrets whatsoever. Now that we've gone beyond it, what I've learned is some personal stuff and some other stuff. Now I can operate out of a sensitivity like you've never seen before. I may be strong in this pulpit and I may be bold, but you can, I can operate out of a sensitivity when a mother tells me that her 10-year-old boy 
has, has panic attacks and anxiety attacks and fear attacks, when that mother tells me I want to go kiss that little boy on the forehead and hug him like I've never done before. When a mother loses a child uh, before, the t- before it's born, and in a month or so before it's born, I got a greater sensitivity to that husband and wife than I've ever had before. And though I don't call them every week and every month, I'm praying for them. And I love them. And you are in my heart. And I love you and you know who you are. And you call me anytime if you want to. Listen to me. When somebody tells me, Pastor, I'm going to have to have a kidney transplant in November. Anybody hearing me? This, this church is not about Pastor Allen. It's not about the choir. It's not about the elders. It's not about the building. It's not about our sound system or our fall festival. This church is about people, 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 hurting people, dying people, suffering people who need the anointing of God to go through the valley of the shadow of death. So don't despise the crushing places. Can I get another amen, somebody? Let me show you the next ingredient. The next ingredient is sweet cinnamon. Sweet cinnamon. Cinnamon was used for flavoring. It still is. It speaks of sweetness. When cinnamon was used in the tabernacle in the Old Testament, when people had to bring animals to offer up sacrifices, the killing of the animals, the excrements, waste of the animals, the smell of the flesh would be a stench as it was being offered up on the altar outside of the holy and most holy place. In order for the worship to be sweet and the stench not overwhelm the worshipers, Cinnamon was used. And it covered up, if you will, the stench of the animal sacrifices. Cinnamon speaks of sweetness. And if you want God to take you and anoint you to use you, there's got to be sweetness in your life. It is easy to allow life and circumstances to make you bitter. Don't do it. Stay sweet. Only four of you agree? (laughs) Develop a life of graciousness. Deal with other people like you want to be dealt with. You know, some people don't have the anointing. They, they have the annoying. Oh, I could have I, I got by without saying that. They think they're brassy, cocky, bless God, I'm in control attitude is the anointing. When it's the annoying. And that's when the spirit of slap, which is not the anointing. (laughs) Understand the spirit of slap is not a spiritual gift, but it does come on you. (laughs) Stay sweet. But I want to win the argument. No, you need to win them. God will use you if there's sweetness about you. 
That's why he said, I want to fill you with the Spirit so you can have in Galatians chapter 5 and 22, the fruits of the Spirit. Instead of praying for houses and car and property and getting out of debt and all that's very good, start praying for the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, because there's no law against goodness. Here's the third ingredient of the five. Sweet-smelling cane or calamus. On the screen you'll see that the calamus plant grows in miry soil. It's kind of like a reed plant, like a bamboo plant. And all of you have seen the bamboo plant. And they have certain segments, sections. They grow and there's a little section that blocks. But if you, if you cut the bamboo plant in the right place and section them off, you can have a channel that you could flow something through. There, there are people in Trinidad who used bamboos plants for gutters in, in some of the more uh, areas where it's needed. They will, they will take the bamboo plant around and they'll cut it down in half all the way down like a stalk of cane and they'll cut out the channels that block from flowing and as the water flows down or they may use it at a well or someplace else. And I'm saying to you that, oh, oh my, my, my. Sometimes we live in miry places. We get bogged down with life, with bills. We, we, we get bogged down with fears and doubts and, and, and uh, the temptation to addictions. And we get bogged down in miry places and, and we're thinking we are not productive. But God can grow you there. Can I get an amen, somebody? Now here's something about the, the calamus that you need to understand. Put it on the screen. The more you beat this plant, the better it smells. Oh, we ain't ready for that. In order for God's anointing to flow through your life, you got to be willing to go through some places of hard knocks. Yeah. In order for God to use you, He wants to fashion your character. Look at this, it's on the screen. God is more interested in anointing character than He is anointing great abilities. Can I get an amen? Please pardon me if you are offended by this, but he's not in interested in your college degrees and your seminary degrees and your trophies on your desk and your athletic abilities. He likes it and he's probably given you the gift of it. He's not interested in the certificates on your wall and it should be there if you earned it. Can I get an amen? He's not interested in I'm the man or I'm the gal. He's more interested not in your abilities, but your character. Are you the same person in public as you are in private? Are you the same person in the closet as you are in the highway or in the church? Can I get an amen? Is your language the same among your family as it is among your job? God's interested not in anointing your abilities alone, but your character. Give the Lord a praise here. And we've been around each other. Some of us are quite characters. Anyhow, let, let, let me move on. No four. The fourth ingredient for the anointing is cassia. Put it on the screen for me. The, the, the spice grows at only high elevations. This plant, cassia, 
only grows at elevations that's above 8,000 feet. What does that mean? It means you've got to get up on the mountain to get it. Oh, I feel a preacher coming up on me. If you want the anointing, you study the life of Jesus who didn't need to pray, who didn't need to fast. There was no sin in him. He was God in the flesh. But if you'll study the life of Jesus, most times you'll find that he began his day early in the morning on a mountain somewhere praying to God. Did I get a witness from somebody? If you want the anointing, there's a price to pay. And I'm telling you, you got to climb up to the mountain of God. I don't mean you got to go to, to some mountain geographically, but you can. But you got to climb out of your self-pity. And you got to climb out of nobody loves me and everybody hates me. And you got to climb out of them sad melodies that make somebody sad song. Anybody hearing me? You got to climb out of all that negative past. You got to hit your knees and say, God, I'm not getting up from here until I feel a release from the Holy Ghost. I'm going to turn the TV off. I'm going to turn the cell phone off. I'm going to take the phone off. Off the hook and I cannot go through this cancer alone I cannot go through this divorce alone I'm going to climb up to a higher place with you and you will anoint me give a Lord a hand clap of praise the high place God comes to us from the high place of prayer can I get an amen your mama can pray for you but you're old enough now you need to get off the milk and get on the word and pray for yourself yeah, the prayer tower. Call 1-800-PRAYER-TOWER in Tulsa. They can pray for you, but you don't have to call 1-800-PRAYER-TOWER. Just hit your knees and pray to God, okay? Okay, if you're the one that sin, you confess your sin. If you're the one that backslide, you confess your backsliding. If you're the one that made somebody mad, you go and apologize. Oh, preacher, you're doing so good. I think you're anointed. Thank you very much. You know, in Matthew 26... There's this woman who brought a box, an alabaster box of precious perfume. And the, this, this was expensive perfume because after she broke the box, the box by itself was so beautiful and expensive, you wouldn't want to break it. But while Jesus was having dinner at a certain man's house with his disciples. Women were forbidden from gathering with men in that context. But because of what Jesus did in her life, of what he forgave her from, how he delivered her from the power of demons and darkness and sin, she took the most precious gift. She was probably saving it for a dowry for her wedding day. She broke the box, poured the, the ingredients from the box, which is expensive perfume, over his head, went over his face, and on his beard, and on his body. And one, a few of the people nearby said, and even Judas, the one that would betray him, the man who was the treasurer for Jesus' ministry, ministry, 
acted like he cared about people and he said, why wasn't this expensive perfume sold and the money given to the poor? Like if he cared about the poor because he sold Jesus for 30 lousy pieces of silver and when he realized what he'd done, he went and hung himself. Which is not good at all. You know what I believe? Forgive me if this is not in your theology. But if Judas might have, if he would have repented come to Jesus, who knows, Jesus would have forgiven him. Because he forgave the thief on the cross. I'm just, I'm just saying that that's possible. But do you know that in that, that, that fragrance, there had to be a breaking. Come to the music, please. There, there had to be a breaking in order for the fragrance to fill the room. Jesus said, quit condemning this woman. She has anointed me for my burial. Because it, within three days, he was going to hang on the cross and he wasn't going to get to change his clothes. He wasn't going to get to take a bath. This smell, this fragrance, as he hung on the cross, would symbolize and remind him of why he really came. He came for women like that who should have been stoned to death according to the law of Moses. But he met one woman who was drugged to him by the head of a hair who was caught in the act of adultery. And they had stones in their hands, these self-righteous people, and came to Jesus saying, according to the law of Moses, we must spelt her and stone her to death. What do you say? She was caught in the act. And I'm sitting here thinking, you must have been a bunch of peeping toms. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't only to say that. Isn't it so easy to see this, the little speck in everybody else's eyes and miss the whole plank in our own eyes? For them folks that ain't here, you should tell them, go online and listen to that sermon. You should have been there. He was talking about you. No, he's talking about Alan. I'm, when I point my finger to you, I got three others coming right back at me. Every sermon I preach, I'm preaching to Alan before I preach it to you. Every time I, I practice my sermon five or six times before I come, and every time I preach it, every time I, I'm preaching to Alan. And I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Jesus said to those men, hostile men, angry, self-righteous men, who acted like they care about the law of Moses with rocks and stones in their hand, wanting to pelt that woman to death. Okay. Any among you that don't have any sin, you throw the first stone. And quietly and silently, they drop the stones. Put the next slide up for me. They drop the stones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman whose face was in the dirt, whose hair was disheveled, whose clothes was partially ripped from her body because they were dragging her to Jesus. And he looked down at her and he says, Woman, where are thine accusers? And she looked around and said, Lord, I have none. And Jesus said to her what he said to me a hundred times. When I failed and come back, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Has he ever done that for you? Put your hands together. The last ingredient... Put all, put the last ingredient. Put it all up there for me so I can know what to preach. Was a gallon of olive oil. Twelve and a half pounds of this, twelve and a half pounds of that, six and a half pounds of this, six and a half pounds of that. 
Jesus said, oh no, pardon me. The Old Testament said this. This oil was not for common use. This was a rare oil. You don't put it on just anybody's flesh. If you make this oil and you put it on other people, any commoner, you'll be cast out of the camp, meaning you will be killed. That was Old Testament. The New Testament has changed all that. When Jesus died, resurrected, appeared for 40 days, before he left, he said to his disciples, I'm going to send you the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit. Don't go ministry, don't go do anywhere, just go to Jerusalem, he told his disciples, and wait for the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit. He shall be your comforter, he shall be your teacher, he shall be a guide, he shall, he shall anoint you. Can I get an amen? How many know Mary, Mary the Virgin Mary was anointed by the Holy Ghost to bear the Christ child? Because when she asked the Holy Ghost, how can I have a child since I do not know a man, I'm a virgin. How many know that, that God anointed her? Can I get an amen? So when you're born again and you have the spirit, you have the potential for the anointing. But you got to live right. Listen to me, you got to live right. You can't just go on living any old kind of way and expect the anointing. Ask Samson. Ask Samson what happened to him. Samson was a mighty man of God who was not tall in his physical stature, did not have the Arnold Schwarzenegger appearance, but he killed a lion with his bare hand because the anointing of God came on him. On another occasion, he went to the Philistine camp and killed 30 men because the anointing of God came upon him. On another occasion, he took the jawbone of a donkey and killed 1,000 Philistines because the anointing of God came upon him. And on another occasion, he lifted up a 1,000-pound gate and carried it to a mountain, cast it off because the anointing came upon him. But he started messing around with a woman called Delilah. I'm a preaching little man. She was a Philistine. She was the enemy. And she started asking him, what is the secret of your strength? And the Philistine said, we'll pay you money, Delilah. We'll pay you money if, if you'll get us the secret of his strength. And so he laid his head on her lap and she stroked his long hair. <laughs> I could preach here. I don't want to be tempted. That's why I shaved my head. I don't want... I, that's a lie. his long hair alone but the long hair was a symbol of his being a Nazarite he was not to go near any dead thing or touch it he was a Nazarite he was not to drink anything with alcohol in it but it was the anointing she said tell us the secret of your strength because you look like Alan Matura you're about trying to be five foot six inches tall you're short you wish you had muscles I got some right here no Samson's strength was not evident by looking on him it was the Holy Spirit. But he played with sin. And they found out the secret of his strength. They cut off, shaved his head. They poked out his eyes. They stuck him in a mill to grind like an animal will be used to grind grain. He lost his anointing. You can't live like the devil from Monday to Saturday and come to church on Sunday and expect the anointing. 
That's why you're stuck. That's why you can't. Not this is not everybody, but you gotta pray every day. You gotta read your Bible every day. You gotta come to church on Sunday. You gotta forgive your neighbor. You gotta give your tithe and offerings. You can't be robbing from God and expect the anointing. You gotta. You gotta. Bow your heads. Bow your heads. Bow your heads. Bring the praise team up and get ready to sing. I want you to stand to your feet. I'm changing the whole thing. Stand to your feet. Look over this way. Pastor, listen, I got a crowd to get out of here because I know the parking lot's been reconfigured because of the, uh, of the uh, fall festival. L- look at me. I have nothing to dress it up with. Look at me. If I didn't, if I didn't get it done, then I, I'm not going to do anything else. It's, it's all the Holy Ghost. It's all the Holy Ghost. If you're not saved, you don't have the anointing. You have a different anointing. It's a counterfeit anointing. It's of the devil. Okay? I'm good. I'm fine. I make money. I have good living. Take care of my family. Good, good mind. Good. You're fine. But you don't have the anointing. You have the spirit of the enemy. He will, he will destroy you. And you'll regret it. And you'll miss heaven. You need the anointing of God. Bow your heads. Close your eyes now. Pastor, I need to be saved. Raise your hands. I need the anointing of God. I need to come to Christ. Please hold it up just a moment, please. Thank you very much. Put him down. Head bowed and eyes closed. Father, and those of you to raise your hands, I'm praying over you now. You pray for yourself. Church, you help me pray for 20 seconds. In the name of Jesus, those of you who raise their hands, say, Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner, but today I'm giving my heart to you. You pray that way. Say, God, I want the anointing of the Spirit, not the anointing of demons. And God, I, I know you've, I've got abilities and I'm alive today because of you. So I give my heart to you. I confess Jesus as Lord. Amen? Okay, here's how I'm going to close this service because the Holy Spirit told me to do it this way. If you, uh, Pastor, I want more anointing in my life. More anointing in my life. We're not going to stay long. Leave from where you're standing and come and fill this altar. Start singing. I don't care where you serve, who you are, what your name is. I just want more, 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 more. When you come, raise up your hands. Begin to praise the Lord. Go ahead and start singing. Everybody else in the house, raise up your hands. Praise the Lord. I don't care if your mother, your father, grandmother, grandfather, business owner or not. I want more. Come. Come from all over this church. Everybody else, raise up your hands. Keep coming. Keep coming. I want more anointing. Fill this altar. Come. Come. I can't give it to you. I can't pour it on you. He will. Everybody, worship in song and worship when you come. Begin to raise your hand. Those of you that are coming, tell God what you need. Tell God. I still I stand here with my hands lifted. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. We only got five minutes and then we'll leave it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit smmcog.com.